Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Called to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and I have a wonderful episode in the works for y'all today. Uh, but as usual, before we get into that, I wanted to just read a little paragraph from my new book, Finding Your Why. And this is in the portion that's the this was the third part of the book. The book's divided into three parts. For those that don't know, it's before the mission, during the mission, and after the mission. So this is, I'm pulling this from the last part, and that's after the mission. And so it says, you might have finished the full-time proselytizing or service mission you were called to, but that in no way means you can punch your spiritual time card and clock out. Just as you can't brush your teeth for 18 months to two years and assume you'll have pearly whites the remainder of your life, you can't study the scriptures and pray meaningfully for 18 months to two years and expect it to keep you on the covenant path indefinitely. It simply doesn't work that way. So just a reminder, just like we got to brush our teeth, hopefully twice a day, maybe more depending on what you prefer, but we need to read the scriptures and pray at least twice a day, at least for praying, right? And, and if you're, you know, blessing your food and things like that, um, we're counseled to keep prayer in our heart. So definitely something to do. Just remember and understand that the mission does not end when you take the name tag off for those that are preparing for or recently returned home from a mission, whatever it is. Anyways, I'm here with Amanda Davis. Amanda is awesome. She has an Instagram page and a, and a pretty substantial following called at Christians over culture. And I'm going to have her share in a little bit about her page, but she's also a mom. She has a missionary currently serving a mission. So we'll probably, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit in today's episode, but Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to, to talk with you. I love I love what you're doing. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you on the show and sharing. I mean, I was I was reading your bio and I was we were talking about this a little bit for those listening. Um, but I was reading Amanda's bio and just her story in deciding to start the Christians Over Culture page is awesome. For lack of a better term, it's awesome. <laughs> but and and so yeah, I just figured maybe we could start there. Well, rather, let's start with what is the page right? What what can people expect when they go to it? And then if you want to just kind of segue into your story of what prompted you to start it, that'd be awesome. Yeah, great. So my page, the title kind of says a lot, Christians Over Culture. And I, what you're going to get if you see my page is I really encourage people to view the trends of the world through the lens of the gospel. And I feel like life gets so crazy and is chaotic. And there's so many things that are pulling us in all different directions in the world. And, and it can seem really like life is com complicated. But when we take a step back and view whatever the challenges or whatever the trend in society is, if we take a step back and look at it through the lens of the gospel and see what our prophets and apostles have said on the issue or the topic, what the scriptures say, it clarifies that issue substantially. So I really, really focus on doctrine and how we can look at 
whatever we're seeing in society and compare it to what doctrine is. And the reason why I started my page is um, years ago, I had the opportunity to start attending the United Nations. And it was, I mean, a completely different world from anything that I have experienced. And you definitely see what the world is when you walk into the halls of the United Nations. And so I started to see um, just, there was really a calculated effort to undermine so many things that we as Christians believe, we as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, believe, the values we hold very strongly. Um, there's just, the efforts are very calculated. And I started to see how important it was to view everything that we see going on through a gospel lens or else we will fall prey to these false ideologies that are being just gradually put into our day-to-day -day lives. So I, I felt very strongly. Um, I actually drug my feet for a long time um, starting my account because it's not, it's not the popular way to go. Um, sometimes people, um, you know, they, not, not everyone loves when people start an account. And, and I just tell him like, if I really wanted to start an account that was popular and fun religion, and especially the like, um, more cultural things in religion and society, that would be the last thing that mm -hmm. I would take. Cause it really is one of the hardest, um, things to, um, handle. You, you get a lot of different, um, responses and, but I felt so strongly that there needed to be a voice um, from someone that has seen things on a cultural side that we need so badly to have um, Christ put into the picture and kept in the picture. So it's kind of why I am doing what I'm doing. Well, that's powerful. And I think that that speaks a lot. I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned there was that that phase when you were kind of dragging your feet. And I think we all experienced that in one in one way or another, right, to some degree. Um, but but the fact that you, you did it, right, you, you, you took the step, even though, yeah, it's, it's not the coolest thing on the block, maybe, but, but it, I mean, it allows, allows you to, to touch a lot of lives, I'd imagine. I'd imagine you, I mean, cause we, every so often we'll get on our account, you know, we'll get messages from people like, oh, thanks for all you're doing, all this stuff. And obviously there's the negative, but I'm sure you've gotten a lot of positive feedback just from people that are just like, yeah, thanks for doing what you're doing for being courageous, putting yourself out there because yeah, I mean, you get pushed back, but it's like, it's like on the mission. I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of opposition and things that come against you, but the good always, always just the bad like there's there's no comparison absolutely and especially when you have christ on your yeah. your side and and backing you so definitely i i agree yeah and, and i love that you shared just that it's really trying to look at things through the lens of the gospel and and it just made me think of just the concept of maintaining an eternal perspective because i mean in this this past sunday in um, in Elder's Quorum, we were talking about the talk from Elder Sabin, where he talks about the hallmarks of happiness. And now one of them is to maintain an internal perspective. 
and and really like your page essentially encourages people to do that which encourages them to be happier to find that happiness that's not just pleasure but actually like this is going to lead you to to more peace yeah so i love that you you do that but what um what has have been some things that you've learned obviously you learned some things that led you to create the page, but what have been some things you've learned as you've continued to create content for the page and, and reach out in that, in that just with the page and everything? Um, I think you kind of actually touched on it a bit. Um, something that I've learned is there's a lot of people out there that feel the exact same and are, are grateful that they've been able to find people who are like-minded and still want to share the truths of the gospel and and find so much joy in doing that and um and it's kind of given people more courage to do so i've had a lot of messages that have come in where it's like they where they're grateful that they're seeing other people do it so it gives them a little bit Mm -hmm. more courage to to share more openly maybe on their own pages or in a Sunday school class or you know just a church setting wherever it is um and see that it's okay to still be a proud Christian and and stand behind what Christ actually taught yeah and it's a lot easier to stand for it when you know you're not standing alone Absolutely. Yep. And I wanted to ask, because obviously there's the whole, like the thing like, oh, like Mormons, I, I say that, but I, I mean, you know, members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like, oh, you guys aren't Christian. You believe in a different Christ. Like, have you gotten a lot of that kind of pushback or, and, and if you have, how, what, like, what have been your interactions there? Oh, for sure. I, I get it quite often. Um, just because of the way Instagram works, your content goes to members and it goes to the world. Mm -hmm. And so I actually get it quite often. But what I have found is when it's it does no good to ever respond in haste or um, from a defensive standpoint, I usually some people don't want to have more of a conversation, but others have been really good where we can kind of find some of that commonality. And there's been times when people have come, come at me pretty hard with saying that I'm not a Christian. And then once I explain that we actually are studying the new Testament right now, and we read from the same Bible that so many of them, you know, a lot of times people bring in the King James version and, um, we're reading from the same Bible. We have the same teachings. So there's a lot of commonality between among all of us. And I usually bring it back to the more we have linking arms as followers of Christ, the better we are going to be in society. We need each other. It's not worth battling each other and trying to say who believes what, or if you're really a Christian or not. And I just stand firm on we truly believe in Christ and the Bible. So um, it's been, there's been some really good conversations that have come from it. And even if it's just a few that we can kind of get to that spot where it is better, we can definitely 
do more good when all of us are on the same page rather than fighting amongst each other. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool too. I think what you're doing, because I feel like for years, there's just, there's been these almost stereotypes or misconceptions relating to members of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. And, and one of the things is, yeah. Or like, are you guys Christian or are you not? And, and like, what, what, what do you believe in? And then you have the book of Mormon, like, like, you know, is that your, that that's, that's, that's your Bible, right? <laughs> you know, like, and, but it's, it's just a matter of kind of debunking the, those myths or, or clearing the air in a sense. And just, yeah, I think it's awesome what you're doing. So really appreciate that. Well, thank it's, you. And like we talked about, I mean, it's, it's encouraging for more, uh, more people to do it. You know, when they have someone like you, they can look up to and say, Hey, if Amanda can do it, then so can I, you know, I think it's really cool. We all help each other. Definitely. Definitely. And and something that was just a, a question I, I wrote down here. I like to just write down thoughts as they come during these interviews. And one of the questions I, I wrote down here was just, who do you identify as just in terms of like, you know, do you identify more with your culture or do you identify as, you know, as a Christian? And, and, and I just, I was talking with someone the other day, my, actually my trainer from the mission. And it was, it was an interesting conversation. We talked about just how it's almost like there are certain things that we will follow just we as human beings will follow almost in a a, a cult like manner um whether that's you know putting your country before anything else or putting you know my love for or like you know your love for taylor swift above anything else or like you know your your love for harry potter or the movies or whatever it is like there's so many things that i feel like we like or even our, our occupation, you know, like, oh, I identify as, you know, I'm, I'm going to BYU and I'm studying this, like, or I'm an engineer, like, that's who I am. But it's identifying as, like, my name's Nathan, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm, I'm a son of God, like, I think President Nelson talked about that a while back in one of his, um, I think it was a, like a devotional or something where he talked about, like, identifying first, as yep. a disciple. And so just want to get your thoughts on that. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've thought about that quite a bit in terms of, you know, identifying as a Christian first. Um, but yeah, what, what thoughts do you have on that topic? So that, that devotional by president Nelson, I just felt hit it out of the park because of how important it is to have those identifiers being first, the, your child of God, you are a child of the covenant mm -hmm. and a disciple of Christ. And those things, I feel like when we can really get a handle on that, then every other identifier that still may be important, you know, a mother, a father, a neighbor, friend, whatever you are in your job, those type of things are still important because they are, they are still us. But we can do all of those things so much better when we truly understand and embrace the most important identifier, which is that child of God, 
and a disciple of Christ. And I feel like that's when we can do all of those things in a higher and holier way, which we are being counseled to do. And I don't think we can do any of those things in a holier way until we truly understand how important that identifier is first. And something that years ago, um, one of, I love Sherry Dew. I just feel like she is just amazing and such a powerhouse. And she gave a talk quite a long time ago that I've, it's probably one of the talks that I go back to some of the, like probably the most um, from her, but she talked about our identity and talked about how if we could truly understand and know who we were before we came to earth, once we understood that and how crucial it is, you know, our, our identity before we came to earth and how it plays a crucial role while we are here and then into the eternities, she said our lives would take on a whole new sense of meaning and purpose when we, if we truly understood that. And so I have really worked hard on making sure that I I don't let those other identifiers as far as like things that I've done or um, any other title ever come before that knowledge of me truly being a daughter of God and how crucial that is here. And, and it's pretty empowering. And, and I think that's what helps us in our day to day and all of, you know, all of the other titles and hats that we wear. Um, a lot of, a lot of things that we think are important really kind of fall by the wayside when we truly understand how important that, um, identity of being a disciple of Christ is. Right. Yeah. I love that. And it's, and it kind of just goes back to perspective, you know, that helps to keep everything in perspective. And I also like that you mentioned that as you recognize that first and foremost, you're a disciple of Christ, you're a Christian, you're a son or daughter of God, that that putting that first allows everything else to just improve, allows you to be that much better in those areas of life. And I really like that you, you mentioned that because that's, to me, that's motivating, right? Because I'm like, like, Hey, like if I can, have every area of my life improve and I can have that set in stone, like, you know, good to go in terms of where I, where I sit with God and my relationship with him. Like, man, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that'd be great. And right. so I like, I like that you brought that up because I think, like I said, I think that's a, a huge motivator to get that yeah. all online. Amanda, thank you so much for jumping on here. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Before we sign off, I wanted to ask, where is your missionary serving? He is, it's the Manchester, New Hampshire mission. So it's all the New England states, uh, you know, like Maine, Vermont, um, just a really beautiful part of the country. That's so, so cool. So cool. He's loving it. Yeah. How long has he been out? He's only been out, um, he started September 4th. So only a few months, but it's been, it's been better than I could have even imagined. I missionary work is incredible and I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. That's so cool. So he just, he probably just finished his training then or close to it. 
Yeah, he's gone through his first transfer. Yep, nice. partway into the next. Yep. So cool. And so as a missionary mom, what advice would you give? Because those that are listening to this, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are some parents listening and everything, but the majority of people that listen to the Call to Serve podcast are people that are preparing for a mission. So what advice would you give to those that are getting ready to go on a mission? You know, what do you wish missionaries knew about like just either about their their parents or anything that you want them to know? What would you what would you say to them? Okay, I'm actually kind of glad you asked this. I wasn't even preparing, you know, for for this question, but I will tell you. So I I love my kids. Like I always am like, yeah, I know other parents really love their kids, but like I really love mine and I am gonna really, really miss my kids when they when they go. And I remember thinking, like, as my son was preparing and it was getting closer, like, I mean, it was I was starting to get hard on me. I knew he was doing exactly what he needed to do. And but it was still like, you know, emotions would get pretty close to the surface because just thinking about him being gone for two years. And, um, I just a few days before he left, I asked him if he would be willing to give me a blessing. Mm. And he, you know, kind of looked at me like, don't really know how, but you know, of course I will. So he prepared and he gave me this beautiful, amazing blessing that was just so tender and one that just, you know, a son can only give a mother. And I am the biggest believer in the power of the priesthood and priesthood blessings, because I, I know that the dropping him off was, it went as smoothly as it did because I had that blessing and it has been such a good experience. And not only was it this wonderful thing for me, like when I say that um, I had a complete change of heart, it really, it changed me. And the sadness was, it went away and it has been nothing but just me knowing that he's doing what he needs to do. But it also gave him the opportunity to give a blessing before he was thrown into it in the mission field. So he felt more confident and comfortable when that time came when, when it was time for him to give a blessing while he was serving. So I know that, you know, there's sisters that are watching this as well. So that's not something that they can do, but I really, really encourage young men to prepare and offer that to their parents. And, and I just have never really heard of that. And I can say that I, I am very, very grateful. And I, it just upped my belief in that much more in the power of the priesthood because I, like I said, I was changed and it has made this mission experience pretty amazing so far. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I really like that idea. I think that's, yeah, so cool because yeah, like you said, like the, as a, as the, the perspective of the young man, you know, you get a little bit of experience given priest of blessing to someone you love, especially, but also, you know, the benefit of the fact that it's, you know, the priesthood and it's for the parent. And cause yeah, I mean, obviously I don't know what it's like sending a kid 
to go serve a mission. I'm sure it's crazy. Like I can't even fathom that, but, but I mean, from the missionary's perspective, yeah, you, you know, obviously everyone's different. And you're going to miss home to different degrees at different points in time, what, depending on what's happening, who, who's your companion, all this stuff. But, but yeah, generally you miss home quite a bit and you, you know, you want to see the people you love and yeah, but that's, that's super cool that, that you were prompted to, to do that. So thanks for, for sharing that. You're welcome. But Amanda, before we sign off any final thoughts about, your page well i guess before we sign off remind us one more time where we can find your page and how we can get in contact with you so it's at christians over culture and i love i love communicating with people so yeah if there's anyone that has any questions or wants to reach out i i love i love meeting people in that space cool okay so yeah they can just send you a message on instagram then for sure Cool. Okay. Yeah. Everyone go on there. First off, follow Amanda at, uh, at Christians over culture and then send her a message. If nothing else, just to thank her for what she's doing. Thank her for jumping on here spending the time. Um, but yeah, Amanda, I really, really do appreciate it. We'll be in touch and uh, looking forward to doing further collaborations with your, just your endeavor to help promote good things and just the gospel of Christ. So. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, I, I appreciate it. I love talking about the gospel. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Thanks.